0: No, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again.
1: <laughs> Dreadful. Dumb and dumb, right, Karl? Hello, yes, and welcome back to the 40-yard switch. As always, I'm uh, Jasper Woodson, uh, and always, as as always, he's Wilbur Kudelux. How are you, mate? Going well, going well. Fresh off a triumphant (laughs) Fussel win. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, back on the court after maybe like three months. Yeah, and knocking off the top team in some style. Mm. There was one moment when I picked out Sinny from goalkeeper yeah do you remember that pass yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
1: yeah. that was good that was great uh alas i was not not playing i was um on the sidelines as i've uh played my first game back of outdoor soccer uh a, a week ago last saturday and then subsequently strained my groin four days later and I now we'll be on the sidelines again for another four weeks uh but i digress unbelievable <laughs> yeah just Fuck. can't can't catch a break anyway um build back stronger hmm I have a fair bit to get through today, including um, uh, my behind-the-scenes of Stan Sports Studios, which I have uh, purposely not told all about, so we could record it on the podcast, but more on that later. Can't wait to hear about it. Um, But yes, we'll kick things off with um, talking about two teams that have had a bit of a roller coaster week as regards to um, footballing results, and there's Liverpool and Man United. Obviously, we uh, didn't get around to recording one last uh, week with... What me being Sydney and Wilbur, he's a very busy man himself. Um, So, yes, we we didn't chat last week about the incredible result, which was uh, Man U nil Liverpool seven.
0: Um, Yeah, no nobody saw. I think, yeah, the the podcast before you know we were talking about um, you know our Man United back and everything. And then (laughs) um, yeah, I think because we got up to watch the game. Gus got up to watch the yeah, game. Yeah, I, I got up late at like 60 minutes. Yeah. Like. And at that point, I think they were 2-0 up. They were 4-0 up when I got up. They were 4 up. Nil, Yeah, right, and I was okay. like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then I remember I kind of stopped watching and the, d- the goals just kept on going again. Um But yeah, crazy. I think... Um less of a okay, reflection
1: so, on Liverpool more of a reflection on United. Yeah,
0: I was going to say what do you think of Gary Neville's comments? I
1: think <laughs> yeah, Gary Neville went too far too far in that direction I think. You can't just completely not give Liverpool credit. That's the best probably the best they've played this season or yeah. close to. Uh but but like it, Liverpool at their best is is like it is still it wouldn't normally beat this united team this season 7-0 yeah they just completely capitulated in the second half yeah like six goals and a half is wild yeah like
0: yeah 100 i think i think there's there's something to be said about you know seller and uh nunez being very like um what's the word inaccurate this season yeah they've they have been creating chances um in terms of like big i don't know i I think I saw a stat, like, not that long ago about how...
1: Nunez's XG is, like, really high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: they they, are, they do create big chances between the two of them, but they've just kind of not been scoring. For, like, Salah's finishing this season has been, like, way off what it normally is. Mm. Um, and I suppose it just all came together. Obviously, Cody Gakpo scored, I think, two? Yeah. Both really yeah. nice finishes as yeah. well. Like, and that he first, first one, one and then the one.
1: dink over De Gea. Yeah. After Salah, like, turned Martinez around on the wing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, crazy. I just think, yeah, Liverpool did play well and, you know, it's it's like finished off their chances, but just the way that Man United United didn't shut up shop is just shocking.
1: And I thought, one thing I did agree with on, and this is something I've said about this particular player for ages, is Gary Neville like went in on Bruno Fernandes and rightly so. Like I've said on this podcast so many times in the past, the guy is not a big game player. Yeah. Like he's had a couple of good moments here and there. He had a nice pass when they when they beat Arsenal 3-1 earlier in the season for runner Rashford's goals. Yeah. And he has moments here and there. But so many times when the chips are down and United uh are struggling in a game, he just throws the toys out the pram or just gives up completely. And in this game he did both. Yeah. And like that's your and then also he's the one wearing the captain's armband so it's magnified. Yeah. On the pitch and both to the spectators watching. And I, I yeah, I think like, not, like, obviously, everyone's to blame when you lose 7-0. But if I'm if I'm Eric Ten Hag, I'm having a serious think about who my captain is next season. Because if they're, like, next season, I fully expect them to be challenging for the league and multiple trophies. Yeah. Because after they strengthen again, and considering he's, and, like, but, like, him doing that in multiple big games can be the difference between you winning a, winning a league title or winning a cup game and not. Yeah. And like, if if I'm a United fan, I don't want him my, as my captain next season.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like a hint at like the sulkiness that made like you know almost Ronaldo so like bitter towards the end. Um, yeah, and there was a moment where he pushed the referee. Yeah, like, well, I, I think know, yeah. he should. I think you should get in more trouble for that. Yeah, personally, he should um, at least
1: get like a booking. In my opinion, he didn't
0: get anything for yeah, it. Yeah, it should be a yellow card at the very least. But um, yeah, he was sulky and didn't do much. Um, all the 12th man tweets post coming in about, uh, the butcher. Yeah.
1: I mean, to be fair, he like, didn't play that badly. He didn't that's play that, that badly, that, but that when, actually pissed me off. But when you get turned around the way he did it by Salah in that one little moment before Gakpo's goal, you yeah. like, you're literally facing. But
0: you're talking about Mohamed Salah I know, as well, I
1: know. Right? But like, you, that's always going to be a clip when, and a memes to Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's just the name of the game. Yeah. Um, because like that's one of those you know like viral moments, but you know when like 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 when Messi turns around, Jerome Boateng.
0: Yeah, true. Like that, Jerome Boateng
1: so. is a phenomenal centre back, but Messi did that to him, and he's forever gonna have that. Yeah,
0: in his career. Yeah, highlight of his, <laughs> the most viewed point of his career. Yeah, um,
1: but yeah, I think well, another thing I was also thinking about. And I, I thought this like I said this to like a friend of mine like days after the game. I think it was before like a couple of days before United played Bessis. I think I said it to Gus actually. Yeah. I said this result is a storm in a teacup for both for both teams. Yeah. It was a, it's a complete outlier on how United have been playing this season. And while Liverpool had been getting better week to week to week to week, they haven't been playing this well to win seven nil mm. against against the Man United team that has been this good this season. So. In in, in 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 one way, it's surprising the 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 next results that both their teams had. United going to better winning four one, and Liverpool losing to last place Bournemouth. But in another sense, it's actually not that surprising. Yeah, given how both teams have gone this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely like I don't know what happened in that game, but I don't. Yeah, I def I definitely agree that it's not. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an indicator of things to come for, for either... I think maybe it's more of an indicator of things to come of, like, Liverpool, I think, um, that if they can be a bit more clinical, then the problems there aren't quite as bad as, as they've seen this season. Mm. But I think definitely for United, yeah, who knows? But, like, they just won the League Cup. you know. Maybe that can be a bit of, like, a weird headspace, like, getting a little bit too. Yeah. And, and if anything, it's... I mean it's a terrible result especially when you know the the title challenge might be dead now.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I'd, I'd say I pretty safely <laughs> say it might be yeah.
0: Um but yeah it's, it's 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 not the most terrible result a bit of like a grounding sort of sort of thing yeah yeah and and, then, and obviously the the game against Betis they did play quite well. They 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 conceded a few chances. Yeah. But yeah.
1: And then was, and then, then again though I think United are just in a bit of a weird Sort of moment right now because then draw nil all with Southampton and also lose Casemiro now for the next four games. Mm. So I think this is just a period for United where like they're a good team and they will beat teams and they will, they will win more games than they'll draw or lose in this period. But yeah, they had the seven nil, they had the nil against Southampton, um, and now they're not going to have Casemiro for four games in the league. This is probably just going to be the period, the period where they try and consolidate top four because I, I don't like, like, yeah, like, like the title charge was probably gone with the Liverpool result. It's definitely gone now with the Southampton result. Yeah, uh, I think, I think they're almost, they're almost twenty points off now. I think they might be like sixteen points off, the, off the top. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's, it's probably not going to happen for them. But
0: I think it's a good, just example of it's never quite as good as it seems, and it's also never quite as bad as it seems. Yeah. Like, you know. Pe- pe- because it's so closely followed, you can read so closely into everything that happens week to week. But you know, they 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 are essentially the same team that was bad under Oli last year. Yeah. Apart from not having Joe and see Marcus Rashford.
1: Yeah. Oh, and Casemiro and Martinez. But yeah. yeah.
0: But like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. Like, if if you yeah. know, if Rashford' form starts dipping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Although, Val Begost scored his first goal of the season for United against uh, Red Betis, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that's good Good to see.
0: Yeah, that was a... It was interesting, like like, like a lot of tension released when he scored that good yeah, season celebration. Really, yeah.
1: yeah, he really let it rip.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I saw all these memes, it was like... Everyone loves it when Batmegos scored, and it's like this, like video of some of, like this guy getting thrown up in the air by everyone. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think this is just a period now where without Casemiro. They're just gonna. they probably just. They'll, they'll win a few. They'll. They won't like. They'll win some. Uh, they won't. Not gonna, it's not like they're gonna lose the next four games without Casemiro. Yeah, they'll win some. They might draw some. They might lose some. But I think this is the point of the season now they've got to make sure that without him they just consolidate and they don't get brought down into a top four scrap because yeah. right where they are right now they should be healthily locked locked into the top four yeah. they, they, they should be they, the team they have they should be and the form they've been in they should finish third this season easily um,
0: next five games for United Brentford Newcastle Everton uh, Forest and Chelsea is Everton away or home? Home, oh, uh, home
1: for us. It's for Everton, yeah, yeah. Okay, that uh, is pretty tough. Is Forest? Oh no,
0: sorry, it's at Old Trafford. It's at okay, Old Trafford. Okay, okay, that yeah. makes it a bit easier. But
1: yeah, so it's it's a, it's a tough slate of games. Two two teams that are like scrapping to avoid relegation, and three good teams. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that I don't. They won't win all of those. Mm. Um. But yeah, right now it's like they've got enough of a bit of space above your Spurs, your Liverpool's, your Newcastle's. They just got to make sure they don't get dragged down into that position. As for Liverpool, um, the Bournemouth result, I wasn't overly surprised. Mm. Like it just seemed like you, like like you win seven 0 massively, and then you go to Bournemouth, and they created a lot of chances against Bournemouth, yeah, and they were just typically lacked clinicalness, like they have for the most part of the season. I think Van Dijk had like three headers, three three. Three free
0: headers, yeah, that he should have scored. But. Yeah, I think watching that game, yeah, I think going forward they were all right, but the, the like the two things were clearly on display: the high line not working. Like I, yeah. I think they, I don't know who the player is for, for Bournemouth. He's just quick forward, but he was, he was he yeah he was exploiting the high line yeah. when it was all over the place. Like Trent was deep. Van Dijk was like way up and like can I say, was somewhere in the middle. I think for the for this yeah for the goal. Yeah. Um and then Trent just not like um figuring it out at the back post. And then whoever again. was
1: yeah and then whoever was supposed to be tracking Philip Billing in the middle just wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was it was Trent. Oh, was. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um to be fair he had two players but he just kind of stood there yeah. as one of them ran past him. And then the, the other thing is yeah Salah missing a penalty by like yeah. God. By miles, I was like miles. one of the worst penalties ever. So yeah, the clinicalness and just the kind of poor defending, but on on display.
1: Yeah, and that be but to be fair, that being said, though, I do think Liverpool are on the right trajectory, and I, I think they'll be they'll definitely challenge for top four. I don't like Spurs somehow are managing to stay fourth for now. I don't think they will finish fourth. Mm. Uh, there's just there's no juice in that team at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be between Spurs, Liverpool and Newcastle for who finishes fourth. And
0: then between Brighton, Fulham, Newcastle, Spurs, Liverpool for those last Europa League spots. I, th- I do think with Tottenham though, like it would just take Son to get in like a little bit of form. Mm. And then that changes. True. Changes a lot, I reckon. And he did score one at the weekend. Or maybe two. No, I think it was one. But, um, Actually, I didn't see that game.
1: Yeah, I only watched the highlights. I think they beat... They beat... Someone three 0. Can't remember. Yeah, Forest no. Someone anyway. Um, yeah, no, it was it was Forest because I think Worrell gave away a penalty and um, Kane promptly scored it.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but anyway, uh, moving on to we've got uh, all almost all of the Champions League um, results have come in. There's still Liverpool uh, to play. Real Madrid tomorrow, uh, as well as one other game, um, Napoli, Napoli, Frankfurt, Napoli, Frankfurt games. I'm pretty like that's Napoli's got that in the bag, uh, and we've already given our predictions about what might or might not happen in the Liverpool Real Madrid game. Bold and by the time this goes out, those games would have happened anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll wait and see. But let's go through game by game. Have you seen all? You've seen all the highlights for all the Champions League games? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll start with the two games that I was up in uh, Sydney for. Beautiful. At Stan Sports Studios. Um, so,
0: do, you want, do you want to hear about my, my time first,
1: or do you want to hear about the games, or do you want to talk about the games first?
0: Now let's start with the like the your your experience. Oh, my right? experience. I mean, and then we can uh, go to the games, Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: So um, for those that don't know, uh, I uh, have a contact. Or I know someone who works at Stan Sport is one of the three presenters. Shout out Max Rushton. He's not listening, but shout out Max Rushton. <laughs> he's he's a he's a very nice guy, a well-seasoned sports journalist and presenter. Works for Talk Sport in England. Works for Stan Sport over here and Channel Nine occasionally. Um, and yeah, he just invited me up to uh, watch the Champions League with him and Craig Foster and Mark Bosnich. Um, and so yeah basically while they were present, I walked in at around 6.45, 6.50 while they were still doing their pre-game stuff and just sort of st- stood behind the cameras for those who follow followed me on Instagram you would have seen uh, my sort of shots from behind the cameras of them they're presenting and that was very cool to watch yeah uh, and then from the moment the game started they just sort of went across to the couch and I was I, I introduced all of them And then They were like Come sit up on the couch with us And they had the multiple TVs And then there was a big a Breakfast platter That was brought
0: out and, Oh really
1: And they like, oh, Wait, I, So it was
0: just you four On the couch Yeah, yeah. Really? And, then,
1: and then one, of, and then the, like, like a sound girl Was just sitting on the end Of the couch as well Yeah okay Right um, and they offered. They asked me if I wanted a coffee or a drink, and I was like, "No, no, I got a water bottle. I didn't want to like, you know, be like, because they had this. They had this like one guy who was just like running and getting his whole sole job was just to, like get coffee, and, coffees. and shit. <laughs> uh, Craig Foss, like ordered like three different green smoothies off him over the course of the like two two hours.
0: Right, real funny.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I just sort of sat there and watched the game with him and talked about the games with them and like, it was, I, I I I didn't have time to be like starstruck because we've just chopping it up like with them talking about the game like it felt so natural and then when it was after i was like shit man i just did that (laughs) Um, that sounds fucking sick. it was so sick (laughs) and um yeah i I know i I think in 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 an episode or two on this podcast i've slated mark Mark bosnich before yeah yeah i take it all back he's a legend (laughs) (laughs) he's actually the nicest guy (laughs) and he he's he's so nice he's he's the best um but Like he gets a few names wrong, and yeah, and yeah. um and occasionally he has a bad take here or there, but he's also had some good takes. He picked Dortmund to beat Chelsea, uh, Chelsea to beat Dortmund. Yeah, true. Um, That's a good prediction. And also, like I I I was introduced to him once at the start at like seven o'clock when the games kicked off, and when I said goodbye at like nine thirty later that evening or ten o'clock, he was like, "See you later, Jasper. All the best." Like, you remember my name? Yeah, yeah. I was like,
0: a "Fucking little guy."
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, he, he seems like a like a nice guy who's kind of like easy yeah. to get along with. Just occasionally some of the takes, yeah, like and so he, some of the little like just uh, moments.
1: Yeah, and it was funny he got Christophe Galtier's the PSG coach's name wrong uh, in the pregame stuff, and then they they, they, they cut to off air and, and like one of the producers came through and was like, "It's he was saying Galtier," and it was like, "It's Galtier," and he's like, Oh and Then like off camera he's like, "Galtier, Galtier." like he's like making sure he gets it right the next time (laughs)
0: that's good
1: (laughs) you love that um but yeah no it was sick just just chatting to him and like well like like when like a highlight happened or like a sub happened mark was just like always like write down notes of like what time happened and a lot of the time he'd like ask me i was like oh who was that uh who's who's coming off did you see and i was like yeah i'd tell him and it was oh
0: cool yeah he just treated me like
1: another person on the on the broadcast it was great um and yeah
0: what was Foz like
1: Foz was, Foz was fine. Like Foz was a little bit more, a little bit more serious. Like Mark was is like crack jokes and, and that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Foz was a little bit more serious, but like Foz, like, 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 you know, would like I would say something to him and he'd, be, and he'd either agree or he'd like have a counterpoint. We'd have just like good, like, serious discussion about yeah. football, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you could tell he was very kind of like work mode.
0: Yeah. True. Um.
1: But yeah, no, he he still like he just tr- he tr- treated me like another like, like like I was another host, yeah. Or just like because I think I was introduced as like a friend of Max's, and I guess I, I don't know. I, I consider Max a friend. Like we've we, we've met up like two or three times now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, I think it, that, that it wasn't kind of like it, very quickly it wasn't kind of like who is this guy anymore. It was like oh, he's just a friend of Max's. So yeah, just chatting about football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, which is yeah the, the most natural thing to do yeah. and, and so and then at halftime you came and sat up and then went back on yeah so at halftime
1: I just um, I, I, I went off watched them do their like uh, stuff like Foz and Boz on the like little touchscreen tablet thing doing their analysis and Max standing off to the side like liaising with the internet like the like the broadcasters they have around the world that they got to there was a guy there was a guy at the Psg buying game and a, and a woman watching who was a, a city expert who was watching the
0: ah uh, okay right so like
1: cross to them and stuff it's very weird because like when they would cross to them cross them live cross to them live but like they could like everyone had earpieces in so what the, those what those people were saying they could hear but like I didn't have any earpieces in so it was just like dead quiet when the host when the the live crosses were talking yeah I, I was just you. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to stay very quiet. Yeah, I was just standing there like on my phone. Or not, I wasn't even I was just watching. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, so that was really cool and uh what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and then in the in the second half, like I was up on the couch, but then apparently like some like 10 members of like the Australian Olympic Committee were going to come through the studio so like I was told by one of like the floor managers like get off the couch I like, can't have you on the couch and Max was like what's going on like it's, it's, we own the space this is out like Jasper sit on the couch like it's fine Like." and they full on like advocated for me to like come sit on the couch and I was like oh, I don't want to get in anyone's way They're, like yeah. no, no 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 come sit on the couch <laughs> and then Max was like if anyone wants to if anyone wants to have a go they can come and talk to me like this is ridiculous like sit
0: on the couch and I
1: was like oh, thanks boys <laughs> <laughs> That sounds
0: pretty funny. Mm. That was the only hiccup. It, there I was the only
1: hiccup, and it wasn't even really a hiccup. Like I kind of just I stood off to the side while they sorted it out, and then they're like, "No, come sit on the couch." And I was like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it was good. Um, but yeah, anyway, onto the games. What,
0: what sort of yeah? What sort of takes were, the, were you sort of saying? Just um, like. I was just sort of... Were you saying, ah, oh, this guy's shit? <laughs>
1: no, no. In the first half, I didn't really have a lot to say. I was just sort of reacting to what was happening. Yeah, yeah. And then in the second half, I was, my, my main thing was, because they were permanently focusing on the Bayern PSG game, and my main thing was PSG have got all this money tied into three players, right? They've got Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe all on a million euros a week. Yeah. Um. So it means like if you look at the players that city brought a uh, PSG brought on versus the players that uh, Bayern brought on in the second half PSG brought on Yeah. and like ugh, fuck, who else like, like blokes that are just not that not that much chop like I can't remember who they were I'm gonna check now. Because I need to, oh, I want I need to know their names, but it was like uh, just people that I was like, like people that you know might might get a bit of game time in the French league, and like these two defenders who I net. They got forced into one change because Marquinhos went down with a uh, injury.
0: Ruiz, um, Soler. Oh no.
1: I so like, like basically they they brought on, um, uh, yeah, Ekertik Bernat, Zaya Emery. Uh, Mukiele and Bit Shiabu. like the yeah. last two are just defenders who I'd never heard of. Yeah, and I think Mark had when he did a bit of like watching PSG's last two games, had knew about him but didn't know much about him. So like those are the players that PSG brought on, and you look at the players that Bayern brought on, they brought on. <laughs> They brought on Joao Cancelo, Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané, and Sadio Mane. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, so my main take was PSG, for all of their amazing trio of talent up the pitch, their depth actually isn't that good. Yeah. Like, and then you look at Bayern, and Bayern are are like the man city of the German league. They have so much good. Yeah. Like, you have Joao Cancelo, Sadio Mane, Leroy Sané, and Serge all coming off the bench? Yeah. Are you kidding me? like
0: <laughs> yeah and like the players that came off were also very very funny yeah. good yeah the players
1: that came off the players they came off for were muller yeah muller um uh kingsley coman jamal musiala and Chupa moting like yeah. crazy ridiculous um but yeah basically the, the biggest thing that they they talked about that, that craig foster talked about with me before, just before halftime and then uh, you talked about it on the halftime broadcast. wells, it just this is going to be uh, a big because PSG with the better team creating more in the first half, and it was like this is going to be a, a big uh, call for, or big thing to see how Julian Nagelsmann adjusts Bayern at halftime because yeah. like if he's if he's the big man, the the great manager that everyone says he is the young great man of football Bayern will come out and they'll win this game if but if he cracks under the pressure a little bit this is where PSG can come back and to his credit made some adjustments they were all over PSG within the first 15 minutes scored a goal sc- later scored another one yeah and put the game to bed hmm. and I thought that was it was good insight yeah. yeah
0: yeah I honestly don't know that much about Nugglesman as a manager to be honest I just know he's had he, he he's, 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 had only, 30, he's only
1: 35 he came up brought that Leipzig team up to where they are now yeah and then now he's got the buying job yeah and seems to be doing... And oh, lots it, of players. Yeah, lots of good players. <laughs> lots of very good players. Um, but yeah, anyway, the games, uh, yeah, like we've just said, uh, Bayern deservedly beat PSG, were all over them in the second half, and could have had more than the two goals they did score.
0: Yeah. For that one, the big moment that I saw in the first half when I was walking on the station yeah. was uh, Vitinha just, like, absolutely feathering a shot. <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, it's a
1: good, good, good block from Delict, but yeah, you got to... Like, you got to.
0: you'd keep. expect most center backs to clear that off the line. Yeah. Um as fast it was.
1: Foz was like heaping praise on Delict Phillips like the awareness to get back for that. Yeah. But do, like do
0: but maybe there is a bit of movement beforehand. Yeah,
1: cuz he notices before Vitinha even gets on the ball that he's got to get back there. But by the same like my thing that I didn't voice was that maybe it was on Vitinha's wrong foot, but if it's me, you have got to put a bit more behind that shot cuz he like dribbles it towards
0: the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah brain fade but I think before that as well interesting Jan Sommer like it was a Jan Sommer mistake right
1: yeah he, he, he gave the ball back. yeah yeah um and also I I, uh, I mentioned to Foz and Boz in the first half and I said I have a friend I have a friend who's a Gladbach fan who is happy to see Jan Sommer go <laughs> shout out Yannick. hope you're listening <laughs> <laughs> um and what did they say and they said oh okay well, he's, he's been all right like um and to his credit he was good for most of the game except for that one error yeah so he did a crazy save off Sergio Ramos in the second half from a header from a corner right okay so yeah I mean I think like, Jan, any goal any half decent goalkeeper in that Bayern team is going to be fine honestly like. mm. yeah um but then yeah on to the Spurs Milan game um I've said this already uh I said that while I said it while I was there. I've said it to people since. That was a terrible game. <laughs> yeah. That was an awful game. The quality in that game, when and we, but we all said it. Me, Max, Foz, and Boz. Like when you're watching both teams on separate screens right next to each other, the gulf in class between one game and the other was so, so steep. Yeah. Like. AC Milan were not good like every time they had a counter attack opportunity which was like a 3 on 3 or a 3 on 2 someone would dribble for it too long and give it away so the, or someone would misplace an easy pass and then like they, they had so many chances to counter and just screw them up at around about halfway line Yeah. but then Spur, and so kept giving the ball back to Spurs but, but at the same token Spurs just did nothing with the ball like the whole game their best chance came like the 91st minute with a Harry Kane header that was saved off the line by Maignan.
0: yeah it was and, a good save too
1: it was a good save, but like you can't have that be your best chance mm. in a game where you have to win. It's your, your biggest game of the season.
0: Yeah. I think it just showed... Like we've spoken about, and I think maybe last season, like when Spurs are at their best is when they can hit people on the break. Yeah. Like, and when they can't do that... They struggle. They're just like a little bit out of sorts. And that, that definitely showed for that game. They just had so much of the ball um and they actually couldn't create anything. Yeah,
1: it was just lack of quality too like from players who you expect to have good delivery into the box like uh Kulisevsky, the amount of time, like four or five times just hitting crosses over everyone and out for a goal kick. Yeah. Like yeah, from uh, under no pressure as well. I'm like what are you doing?
0: Yeah, and Kane had a bad game. Yeah. Um well, like yeah, just not a great game.
1: Comparatively Kane
0: had a bad game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By his um, standards. But yeah, I think it's well, I think that's the I mean, first time in a long time that AC Milan have gone that deep in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, and first time in a long time that both AC Milan and Inter Milan have gone through to the quarterfinals. True, but I, I, I will get we'll touch on uh, Inter Milan in a second. But I don't see either of them going past the quarterfinals the way on based on their performances over across two legs, not great.
0: Yeah, it was a similar sort of. Narrative, yeah, for the inter game. Um. We'll anyway,
1: moving on to Benfica. I mean, there's not much to say about Benfica dominating Club Brugge. Uh, Scott Parker sacked shortly afterwards. Yeah, I saw that. Um. I mean, I don't know how they're going in the Belgian league, but yeah, I mean, they Benfica embarrassed them pretty much, and yeah. it seemed pretty easy too. Yeah. Um. One player I forgot that Benfica had, despite losing Darwin Nunez, is Gonzalo Ramos, that Portuguese striker that lit it up at the World Cup.
0: Oh uh, yeah, he's yeah. a
1: gun, man. Yeah, he's so good.
0: Yeah, they seem to just have all of the answers. Ben yeah, Baker. yeah,
1: so crazy. Um, on
0: that, I mean, just quickly, I think Enzo Fernandez has been playing quite well. Yeah, for I, wanna, Chelsea.
1: I, I, I actually wait. Yeah, I, I, the next thing I was going to say is Chelsea come back to beat Dortmund mm. and now have won three on the bounce in all competitions.
0: Yeah, and are they starting to finally click? Maybe. I mean, there was the. Obviously, yeah. Chelsea played quite well in the Dortmund game. It was a good, it's a little, little lucky bounce for uh, Sterling for the first goal, and
1: then also that that penalty, whole retake, encroachment thing is ridiculous. That should never, that, like, that should never have been retaken.
0: Wait, you don't reckon it was encroachment?
1: It was, but the Chelsea player encroached before him. Yeah, he runs in after a Chelsea player that already already, already run in.
0: Yeah, but it's still technically encroaching, though, right? Huh. I feel like, yeah. But like, yeah, it's encroach, it's
1: it's encroaching. But like, if you're gonna pin one, you have got to pin the other one. Yeah, true. Like, and also, I also, I'm pretty sure I didn't. I also also didn't think that penalty that that handball should have been given as handball was either.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. like
1: a meter away from him. His hands are by his side. Like, there's literally no way he can get out of the way of that.
0: I think it does. Yeah, it it's. I think the ones where they can't do much about it, but it still affects where the ball is going, and it kind of like, you know, change. Like it takes it away from being an advantage. I, I think that is is a handball. But
1: like, I feel like to expect every player, and I'm going I'm standing up a little bit to demonstrate here, but to expect every player to run in with their hands behind their backs to every challenge is just unrealistic.
0: Yeah, it's unrealistic, but it's also, you know, it's just it's just unlucky that it hits your hand, but it doesn't mean it's not necessarily a foul. Because you, cause you can't use your hand And if your hand stops where Yeah It's, hu- it's hard I think if it's unintentional And it doesn't really change Where the ball's going Then it's fair But if you've changed the How the game would have gone With your hand Then Yeah It's a hard one It's a grey area It's a, a grey area for sure And that's It's 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 something that VAR struggled with a lot Because it's a grey yeah. area
1: uh, But I do think Chelsea On the bounce play Did deserve to beat Dorman Dorman just I don't know for a team that's doing so well in the league, just didn't really look as yeah. threatening. It
0: was it was pretty much all Chelsea.
1: Yeah, I and mean, yeah. Dortmund had moments, but yeah, yeah. Like, and Dortmund didn't really look like coming back once they went behind. Mm. Um, but yeah, now and then now uh, Chelsea putting three past someone on the weekend.
0: Fuck, who was it?
1: I can't remember. they looked they look good in that game too. Havits with a really nice goal
0: yeah and that was that was the pass from Enzo Fernandez Fernandez, and he did a few other like nice long balls in Um, who was it I
1: can't remember Crystal Palace or something no they played against City Uh, Leicester Leicester there we
0: go yeah with Chilwell scoring and Fofana scoring as well 2x Leicester maybe Fofana no Fafana
1: Fofana went close I think, but it wasn't him. It was Havertz, Chilwell, and... Kovacic. Kovacic, yeah. Mm. From a Mudrick assist to avoid the 007 meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Chelsea are looking good, looking like, looking like they might click. Um, I still think it'll be a struggle for them to get into top four. I think they, they could push maybe a Europa League spot, but yeah, they're so far off the pace. Uh, but it, it just means there could be a team that a, good, a better t- a team further out the table could slip up against
0: as the season goes into the home stretch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely hitting some sort of stride. Yeah. I think.
1: And I think... Yeah, I think... Credit to Graham Potter. He's like, you know... He, he deserves to be given at least to the end of the season to see what he can get out of these players. And they're giving him time and it's starting to turn the corner. Yeah. Um, next, we've got the results from this morning, which was... Um, uh City demolished Leipzig 7-0 with Erling Haaland scoring five. Uh some jammy ones in there but a lot, a lot some goals where it's just pure striker's instincts. Like got to be you got to be there to finish it and you got to put it away when it comes to you. Yeah. And so many players don't and
0: he does. Yeah. So many players one don't get themselves into that position cuz he anticipates it so well and yeah. Some of the some of the finishes are easy and some of the bounces are lucky but yeah. He scored five goals in the Champions League. Yeah. Um,
1: like, and like people are can't, like, oh, can't it's so lucky. Hard. It's like if you score five goals in a game, it's not lucky. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you score yeah, one... It's, on,
0: it goes beyond luck.
1: Yeah. yeah. One or two is a fluke. Five's not. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, like he's, we talked about just... doing something right. <laughs> yeah. 34 <laughs> goals in a season and still got like 15 games in all competitions to go. I think he's doing all right. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then finally, like we just touched on before, Inter Milan hold on against Porto. But like AC Milan against Tottenham, uh, a very, very uh, unconvincing nil. Yeah. Are they they conceding four chances in seven minutes of injury time at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, Porto are incredibly unlucky not to go. Hitting the woodwork three times or something. Yeah. And uh,
0: those sort of four chances in the last four minutes of the yeah.
1: game. Yeah. Um, I don't expect AC Milan or Inter Milan to go... Much further in the competition, playing like that. Mm, yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be exciting to see who they get drawn against. Um. With obviously with Liverpool, Real Madrid, uh,
0: Napoli, and Ajax Frankfurt, sort of play. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. It's been an interesting. It has. Yeah, and I think that. Yeah, I think the the big one that was surprising is that Chelsea went through. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, credit
1: credit credit where it's due uh finally there's a, I well not finally but moving on to a topic that isn't really news in australia but if you follow Brit english football news um and i guess english political news by extent um it's big news over there in fact it was the top story for like two days on the news over there uh which was the gary Lineker con- con- controversy yeah um for those who don't know uh, because you don't know what match of the day is, or you don't know Gary Lineker is, or any reason. Um, Gary Lineker basically in the in the, in England, uh, very similar to I'm not sure was it John Howard or Tony Abbott who introduced the stop the boat stuff. I think it was sure. Tony.
0: Uh, I think it was Tony Abbott.
1: Tony Abbott. So yeah, yeah. very similar to the uh, Australian conservative government under Abbott, the English conservative government under Rishi Sunak, um. Are introducing a similar Stop the Boats uh, Detaining Asylum Seekers uh, policy, which is obviously very cruel. And um, and yeah, basically Gary Lineker, upon the releasement of that um, state uh, that policy and the language around it, Gary Lineker criticised it, uh, saying that some of the language used in the policy is similar to language used by, 19, by Germany in the 1930s. He didn't reference the Nazis, he just said similar to language used in the 1930s, which apparently is factually correct, because that was a very similar yeah, yeah. policy that Germany had in the 1930s. Uh, and a couple of right-wing people kicked up a massive fuss, um, and the BBC, which is obviously a government-funded broadcast, and currently uh, the government is very conservative in England, um, uh, basically cancelled him. They were like, nope, uh, you can't say that against the government um, on your Twitter page. Uh, we're gonna step you down from hosting Match of the Day, uh, and then they then proceeded to take L after L after L as every single one of their hosts was like, "All right, then we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, host either." Yeah. They uh, had all their commentators being like, "We're not gonna commentate either," and then seeing as they don't have rights to to, to use the live feed, it meant they had uh, they don't have rights to use the world commentary on the world feed. They just had a 20 minute show of highlights. um, as opposed to their usual hour-and-a-half time slot. Yeah, Um, with no commentary. With no no commentary. No
0: analysis.
1: (laughs) No analysis. Uh, And you had people like Piers Morgan coming to Gary Lineker's defence, saying he's just a blatant attack on free speech, which it is. I don't usually agree with Piers Morgan, but he was right in this instance. Uh, And so he's subsequently being reinstated to host Match of the Day this um, coming Saturday. But just a bit of a... Oh, he has. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, true. Just a bit of a ridiculous... um, Thoroughfare. Thoroughfare? Farce, I
0: yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, but yeah, it's just a circus, uh, really. Yeah. Um, And, yeah. Yeah, the, the other thing I was going to mention is Tony Abbott is over there working at, like, some sort of think tank, and, like, I don't think it's, like, a coincidence that... Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Um, but, yeah, just, just a bit of a circus. Obviously, a terrible move by the government to... I don't know. Just bring attention to to the how bad the policy is by, yeah, attacking free speech a, against and also
1: such a well liked pundit, yeah,
0: and like politi- and
1: public figure in Gary Lineker, like, yeah. like just the worst person to like, you know, try and you know scapegoat or whatever, yeah, or like you know silence, yeah, yeah silence, yeah. Uh, and Gary has handled himself immaculately throughout the whole thing. He hasn't. He's never badmouthed anyone. He's just just said no. I don't take back what I said um you know got a lot of respect for the people i work with and hopefully this gets resolved soon and then when it got resolved soon he said this four, he said this like four tweet thing that was just like glad that you know i really welcome all the support that i've got um glad that we were able to come to such a nice solution and everything yeah um and yeah so yeah i think a bit of a storm in a teacup really but still interesting to see something like that can happen,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I think sure. I saw the BBC were like having a, a, a like an
0: internal evaluation of their like stance on social media use, and it's like, yeah, probably should do that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Figure it out because uh, I think the other thing you mentioned was that the other guy who's clearly done a similar thing, Alan Sugar, been, yeah, 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 never been stood down. So yeah, it's it's definitely I don't know, semi-big football news if it had stood, but yeah, you know, now that it's over, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like, okay. but it's interesting,
1: yeah. And finally, what we will close on is that, uh, actually, no, the, while I introduce this next segment, can you just check what games are on this weekend so we can preview them if there's any big ones? Yeah. Um, but before we get on to any potential big games this weekend, uh, FIFA have announced that for, 20, for the World Cup in 2026, uh, there will be 48 countries competing as opposed to the normal 32, um, or is it thirty six?
0: I think it's 32. 32
1: 32 uh so yeah 16 more countries can uh will be allowed slots in the world cup in 2026 uh, I saw Carve um uh make make a good sort of both sides thing on Sky Sports about this he says on one side um it's just an oversaturation of football like it's like like there will be uh a, a lack of quality from some of the smaller nations as they like their footballing departments haven't got to that point yet. There will. It's also um, just from, so FIFA can make more money, essentially by association. And also, it's worse for the environment with all these teams flying around everywhere across three across three host countries in Canada, Mexico, and the USA. Um, but on the other hand, uh, of the 211 countries that are in FIFA, only he said only 78 have ever made a World Cup, and. Um so there's all these countries that have never actually even made a World Cup finals mm. and so and uh, I bet they're all being like we want to get given a chance to go to the World Cup mm. by association and we've seen it with Australia your team goes to the World Cup interest in, interest in football uh increases and then more money is from the government is put into football which can create a better you know yeah, footballing yeah. scene in that country Yeah. Um and that's a good point to be fair and also I think he said for example, CONCACAF, uh, well, not CONCACAF, um, Africa only have have five um, uh, World Cup spots right now.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So which meant
1: like teams like Mo Salah and Egypt missed out. Yeah. And others. They're they're now going to have nine. So that's almost double. Yeah. For this new World Cup. So yeah, there's there, there, there's sides to both. There, there's there's sides to there's good points to both sides of the argument.
0: Yeah, you can see. I th- yeah. M- my view is that it's not a, not a terrible thing. Like it's not necessarily gonna increase stress on, on like I, like it's not like introducing more like Champions League games or like more Premier League games in an already like really busy like um, schedule and sort of you know. Um, making it harder for those players like the, the the players and the teams that will be included now are not necessarily going to be playing at the highest level and it's not like overworking them and like not looking after their welfare yeah the the, the only difference is that it's like I, I feel like it's more games and just another rule change which is I don't know always met with a bit of like um, pushback yeah so I don't hate it there's going to be more football yeah yeah, uh,
1: yeah I, I do agree like it might be a bit of a snooze fest in the group stage yeah
0: yeah, that's but, the other, yeah, yeah. But like it already is a bit. Yeah. And like there'll well, still be good, very ge- good like into yeah. the group stage at this World Cup.
1: There'll still be games here and there like Saudi Arabia versus Argentina in the, that, that happened in the group stage and Australia's mm. run. But yeah, there'll be there'll be there'll be also be moments like, you know, Spain beating Costa Rica 7-0, you know, yeah. it just happens. Yeah. It's going to happen every World Cup and like an extra
0: 16 teams isn't going to really change that. Yeah. I think the big thing is that yeah, it's more football and it's more chances for Smaller nations and yeah. not necessarily the best footballing nations to have a chance at the World Cup.
1: I want to see New Zealand in the World Cup.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have they, They've made it once.
1: Once a long time ago. I think it was 2010.
0: I think they went 2000.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, it was 2006 or 2010. Yeah, but that's like once in a long. Yeah, time. Shane Smeltz. Shane Smeltz, a <laughs> league superstar. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. To be fair, like. As long as the World Cup is played in the off season like it's supposed to be i uh, I got nothing against more games. Yeah. It's just it's an issue when it's played in the middle of the season like it was
0: in Qatar. Yeah. Just a quick one on international football and the A League. Yeah. <laughs> apparently so, so he doesn't play in the A League but Andrew Robertson apparently is like bit of a young gun for like Australian football. He plays for Man City uh, in, prem, in Premier League turn. oh okay
1: sorry you said Andy Roberts, Andrew Robertson and I was yeah, like yeah, wait, yeah, wow. just the same name
0: yeah. so he's he's got Scottish heritage but he grew up in Australia and now plays for Man City Seconds and he just got called up to the Socceroos he's oh, quite see. young and there's a young guy who's called Ira Kunda who plays for Adelaide United I was watching the game he's apparently scored four goals in four appearances and they're all bangers right coming off the bench for Adelaide United and he's so he's 17 years old and he got named as like a like an add-on player so he's going with the squad and training oh, but nice. not necessarily in the playing squad so yeah
1: and I saw I think someone called like I, don't, I, I might be getting his name wrong but it was something like Tony Kovic or something
0: mm-hmm. uh, or
1: Popic or something and he's, he was named he signed for Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga and he was named in like the top 60 talents under 20 True. Uh, and I was like mm, that's one to watch yeah um but yeah, no,
0: it's a, it's a good sign. Good signs for the soccer. Roots. Australian
1: players coming through. I mean, it, it was always going to happen. Like, such was a, like Australia's like large migrant uh, influx over the last twenty years. Like, eventually that was going to bear fruit in yeah. the, the national team. And you're seeing it more and more and more with like, you know, uh, Australian players with you know uh, their parent, their migrant parents' last names. You know, lots of um, you see like you know your Garen Coles, your uh, even you know get yeah, a knacks
0: and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, it's good. It's but it's good. it's also nice to see young players like actually choose like because choose to, to, to play for Australia. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, I think Robertson could play for Scotland. Irokunda could play for Tanzania, and uh, one other one other country. But yeah, anyway, it's yeah. it's good to see him choosing Australia, which is which is good but yes uh, finally games this weekend so there's two games midweek actually so there's two tomorrow but oh right it's Southampton Brentford and Brighton Crystal Palace and then over the weekend no huge games to be honest oh, Arsenal really? play Crystal Palace which is difficult and Chelsea play Everton which is that's like, a big game could be interesting is that at Chelsea? yeah at Stamford Bridge <sighs> and it's that's big
1: for both teams like Chelsea got a push to make it back up the table and you guys would even a, even a point would be welcome yeah after your point your three points against Brentford
0: last weekend mm. yeah yeah there's a few other ones that are I suppose interesting Aston, uh, Aston Villa Bournemouth actually not that interesting mm, no. <laughs> Wolves Leeds that's interesting for the relegation zone and Man City West Ham and Brighton United are both been postponed
1: oh okay mm, interesting I'm not sure um but yeah, let's, let's let's talk about Chelsea Everton. Yeah, uh, Chelsea seems to be on the up, but Everton also good result last weekend. I think
0: I think the the Brentford result is a very good one. Yeah, Brentford a very good side. We scored early from you know one out of the top draw from driving McNeil and we're able to hold on to it. So I I think that's a good sign. Um, I'd, I think Chelsea will win this game, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see. I think they're sort of hitting their stride. It's a Stamford Bridge. And we've been shaky. Away from home. We've sometimes had good results, but then, you know, lose 4-0 to Arsenal. Mm. Like, yeah. So, that's how I see it going. Maybe like a 2-0. 2-0. 3-1. No, let's go 2-0. Just
1: because why not, I'm going to go 1-1. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 1-1. I, reckon, I reckon Chelsea have had a good little run, but, yeah, they've still got issues in that team. The yeah, head's getting too big. Yeah,
0: like you never know. One-all. I don't know why, but one-all. Um. <laughs> I'll rate it. What about Arsenal-Crystal Palace? Is there anything interesting going on there? Uh, Crystal Palace have been pretty
1: poor in their last few games. We should win that one. They were good against
0: City yeah, last week. Yeah, they haven't
1: scored a goal in four games. Yeah, true. They were good against... They held them out for a while. If it wasn't for a stupid uh, Michael Elise. Uh, tackle in the box to get uh, open. Yeah, yeah. They could have done something, but like, yeah, they also they've struggled to create offensively, and we're shit hot at the moment, mm. <laughs> uh, putting Fulham to sword over the
0: weekend. Um, that was such a terrible defensive display oh, yeah. from Fulham. God, that damn. was absolutely that was dog woeful. Shit. That's why he got sacked from Everton. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Marco Silva. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so
1: I, I think we should win that one. Um yeah, it's also at Emirates, so. We should. I. I would say, two or three nil. I would. I would be happy with. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> slip up and see yeah. two points behind. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that'll do us for another week. Um. I hope you've enjoyed uh, our behind the scenes of uh, the stand sports. Our uh, stand sports and um, everything else. <laughs> and and, and a, if you have.
0: And a few trip ups along the way. Yeah,
1: a few little slip ups along the way, but um. You probably didn't even notice them. <laughs> uh, and yes, if you've liked what you've heard, follow us on uh, Spotify. Give us a give us a, a, a rating, a good rating. <laughs> Five-star rating. Yeah, that's the one. And uh, yes, follow us on Instagram, 40 pod. We post a story whenever we post an episode. Uh, so be sure to keep up with us in that way. That's all for now. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.